Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, do you want to get your hands on some Hey Bartender Podcast merchandise? Head on over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and you'll find all sorts of really cool Hey Bartender t-shirts, Bartender Pride shirts, and a couple other groovy things. Just remember to head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and get your stuff today. There's also other cool stuff there, like drink recipes, my personal blog. Head over there now. Not right now. The show's starting. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm the dude. I'm your bartender. Sit down, relax. Let's talk for a little while have a drink so let's talk about the drink special for tonight first you know i was at the liquor store earlier this week and i saw the damnedest thing i guess it well i know it's been around for a little while but i I didn't know there was so many different versions of it out there i saw a bottle of black vodka black vodka can you believe that and i i was standing there i was looking at it going how do they do this do they like filter it through charcoal? Do you, you know food coloring or something like that? Well, this particular brand of uh, vodka, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, so, um, you know, if uh, the makers of this vodka out there feel like they need uh, to be sponsored, you know, give, give me the dude a uh, uh, call or an email. Hey, bartender podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to sponsor you guys, especially if there's money involved. Yes, I am that greedy. But, black vodka. I, I decided to do a little bit of research on this stuff. Uh, as vodka goes, black vodka, or as this brand is called, Blavad, is an excellent premium brand that can be defined on its own without branding of black vodka and can stand against many of the non-colored vodkas on the market. I wondered how this stuff was made. It uh, They actually get the black color from it or to, uh, to it for uh, from this herbal extract. Uh, forgive me if I say this wrong. Catch, catch you. God bless you. Um, and that gives it the black violet hue um, uh, of Blavad. And it has doesn't do anything really to the taste. And a lot of people out there, I guess, according to the internet, uh, say it's an excellent vodka and it stands up really well in it next to all the high-end vodkas. So, of course, seeing something like that, I, was, I decided to, you know, I got to find out what uh, kind of drinks you can make with this thing because obviously it's purely, uh, well, it's a good vodka. It uh, might make a good mix with certain different things. But personally, it, to me, it kind of goes with a presentation thing. I mean, if you're good at layering your liquids, 
you can uh, make a really interesting looking cranberry and vodka or a really interesting uh, screwdriver or martini. Uh, but, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's look up something here that um, might be a little bit what, uh, you know, no, a little bit out of the ordinary, something you can add to your drink repertoire. I'm helping you guys out. With the uh, ending of Game of Thrones, let's talk about a drink called Dragon Poison. Now, this is the original Dragon Poison. And how you make this, you get yourself a big-ass pitcher, fill that bastard with ice, put in two shots of triple sec, two shots of Jack Daniels, and two shots of black vodka, and fill the rest of that thing with Coke. Now, if you want to just make uh, one drink, you're going to have to do the math yourself because I suck at fractions. But uh, you mix... Uh, you. Just pour all that stuff into your two-liter jug, fill it to the top with Coca-Cola, and, you know, have people share it between two or three people. Don't let that one guy wander around the bar with a pitcher in his hand and a straw in it. That is a bad idea. And if you do, uh, and cops don't show up, take a picture of them so you can use it against them later. But, uh, you know, that sounds like it might be kind of a fun drink share among friends you know get you see two or three people sitting together and one that one person says make me something interesting make me something cool and you got something cool right there it's gonna it's gonna be dark with the added addition of the triple sec it's gonna uh, be a little bit of fruity with the bite of the jack daniels and i have a feeling with the six shots of alcohol in there uh, i think they'll be pretty happy don't you yeah, if they're not, screw them if they can't take a joke. But, anyway, how are y'all doing tonight? You know, I've been sitting back thinking uh, a lot about my old bartender days, and I've been wandering around different bars all over the place. And, you know, the biggest question, the most irritating, the hardest question to answer uh, that any bartender slash server gets is, why do you tip? Why do we have to tip? There is, is there a specific reason for it? I mean, is it's ridiculous because what the one guy saw it, uh, I remember he saw it as I'm buying a beer uh, for two and a quarter and I have to give you another dollar. So technically I'm paying three and a quarter for a beer. Although a lot of people, they'll, you know, they see a beer for two and a quarter, they'll give you three bucks and say, keep the change. But, you know, a lot of customers sit around all the time and saying, why do I have to tip? I don't believe in tipping. I think it's stupid. I think it's uh, ridiculous. Why do I have to tip you? Or they sit there and think of reason. You know, they know that they have to tip, but they sit there and have to think of reasons of why not to tip you. Or the customer is just thoroughly confused. You know, how much do I tip? So I don't insult them, so they don't spit in my food, so they don't pour Visine in my beer. By the way, don't do that if you're a kind person. If you're not a kind person, go ahead and do it. I don't care. But you know the uh, you know the, the, a lot of people get really confused on that sort of thing. So the purpose of this show today is to try to break down the what the purpose of tipping is, and you know tipping. If you look it up in Webster's Dictionary, Webster's Dictionary says that tipping 
is a gift for services rendered. So, uh, you know, it's just, hey, thanks for your hard work. Thanks for the time that you put into us. And uh, here's a little something for you. And, you know, a reward of sorts. Sure. You know, the... Um, they all des- um, all the bartenders and servers, they work hard to deserve that sort of thing. They come in to work with a big smile on their face. They're friendly to you. They run back and forth to get your food. They run back and forth to get your drinks. And yeah, you put a uh, customer can put a lot of physical demands on any bartender or server. But there are still those customers that just don't get it. And not all the customers out there out there are as nice as some of the celebrities I've heard about. Bill Murray, uh, I you know if I'm wrong about this, Mr. Murray, if you accidentally run across this podcast and hear that I said this and I'm wrong, I am so sorry. Huge fan of your movies. You were awesome in Ghostbusters. You were awesome in Caddyshack. You were awesome in Tootsie. You know I could go on forever, but. Um, I heard that Bill Murray tips a hundred percent on any bill. You know, so if he drinks twenty dollars worth of liquor, he'll give you a twenty dollar tip. If he eats seventy five dollars worth of food at his table, he will tip you seventy five dollars. Now, I'm not saying everybody should do that, you know, because Bill Murray is a successful actor and he gets paid quite a bit of money to show his exceptional talent but you know just you know give your bartender or server a reward that's the way it started out at least now uh, let's start with the whole idea of the customary tip the customary tip is 20 percent and i remember i had a customer when they were closing out their tab they actually got out a calculator to figure out 20 percent to tip me exactly 20% on their tab. I thought that was ridiculous. I said, just tip me or don't. You know, it's not gonna it's not gonna affect me any. And it, you know, we we bartenders and servers kind of have to depend on our tips. And 20% of whatever your uh whatever your bill ends up being it that's just customary and okay sure you can stick with the customs but don't make it look like that it was uh, it's like oh crap i gotta tip you how much can i get away with tipping you without uh, you getting mad at me you know just tip what you feel like anything is always appreciated course there are times where i got you know i had a ten dollar tab and the guy tips me 50 50 cents and um i do like my friend barb does and take that 50 cents and throw it into my tip jar to make sure it makes noise so everybody knows that i was a little bit upset over that tip so i mean come on 50 cents on a ten dollar tab are you kidding me that's just ridiculous and i i'm not a saint god no uh, I mean, but, you know, I try to be nice. That's the key, isn't it? I'm, the, the, you know, I'm trying. That's all you have to do. But I think part of the reason why the customary 20% came around was Reaganomics. 
Now, uh, hopefully most of my listeners out there are old enough to know what Reaganomics is or have heard of it or something, or at least no president. There was a president named Reagan. I, you know, that's Ronald Reagan. He was one of the presidents of the United States. Just go with me here, people. And Reagan, uh, changed a lot of the way that, uh, a lot of the way that things on economics came up. And one of the things that he changed, um, was this, yeah, well, I'm going to preface this by saying I don't know shit about politics. And the story has been told to me so many times by different people in different ways. I really don't know the true story, but here's the very loose grasp I have on it. President Reagan realized that servers are making money that's not being taxed. They're just being thrown money by their customers and you know, that's taking money away from the government. So president Reagan put a tax on tipping. So the uh, servers are expected keyword expected to claim all of their tips at the end of the night. And you know, some of you servers out there, when you're clocking out on your point of sale system, you put in your ID number and then say clock out and then you say how much how much tips are you going to claim now it's tough okay servers and bartenders take notes on this part it's tough for the government to keep track of how many tips you make if you get it in cash so some of us bartenders and servers out there just go by how much in tips we made on the credit cards because they can track that sort of thing that's why it, there's a separate line in there for tips So, President Reagan just sat back and said, you know, they need to be taxed on that sort of thing. So, servers, bartenders, you have to claim your tips. And that was ultimately unfair. A lot of bartenders and servers got thoroughly upset about it, that sort of thing. And there was a lot more has to do with Reaganomics that is, quite frankly, is way above my head. I don't understand it and I'm not going to try but that's how it affected my career at that time when I was when I was a bartender. No, I wasn't a bartender during the '80s, but um, that's that's when I was a bartender during the 2000s. Uh, it did affect things because you know I every once in a while I'd get a large tab and they'd put their very gracious tip on their credit card, and I stand back and I go, oh, "Crap, I'm going to be taxed the shit on that one." So, when you think about it at this point, uh, Ronald Reagan said, tax them on their tips. So, tips not only are, or tips are gratuities, are not only customary, they're not only just to be nice, they're not to guarantee good service, it becomes a requirement in order for the servers and bartenders to make a living because the bartenders and servers need that uh, need that money to pay for their taxes i remember talking to a bartender a long time ago they said they were uh, they were audited the uh, irs came at him and said congratulations you you're being audited so we have to know how much money you made oh wait you were a bartender 
you most likely made tips, didn't you? And so do you have a record of how many tips that you have? Now, how many bartenders and servers actually keep good track of how much they make on their uh, how much they make on their tips per night? I would wager not one of you. Uh, and you know that's not unusual. Don't feel bad. But the IRS sat back and said, "Well, since the customary tip on any bill is twenty percent, we're going to go over to your work." And get every receipt that you are responsible for. And then just assume that you uh, made 20% on every tip. And I guess she got just uh, ran through the coals for that one. And ended up owing the IRS tons of money just because uh, she got audited. And they made a load of assumptions on how much money she actually made. And... You know, it's not a bad idea, bartenders and servers out there. Write down your tips. Have a little bit of, uh, have a little book, and just just to keep track of how much money you're making. And you might actually be surprised how much money you are actually making and how much you're spending. Uh, a while back, uh, I got this idea, and I ran it past my father, and he and I came up with this computer program that you could uh, use it kind of like a log book where you put in the date, you put in uh, how much in sales you did, how much um, you made in tips, and that would work out a percentage of your uh, tips versus sales. And then you can put a co- couple comments inside uh, inside that thing just to remember what happened that night because sometimes, yes, you will have to try to remember what happened certain nights because things happen and you got, uh, you know, the police come by and say, we pulled over this guy. He said he was here at this bar last week on Thursday. Do you remember anything about this guy? Uh, my answer to that question was usually, I don't remember what I was doing yesterday. You know, why, why do you expect me to know what I did last Thursday? But keep in mind, uh, you know, keep track of your tips. I mean, just write it down in a little notebook or something like that. And I think you'd be ultimately really surprised on how much money you actually make in tips uh, in a week or a month or even a year. And, uh, well, it, it can be a good thing for you because you can sit back and say, try to average it out and say, hey, by the end of this month, I can afford that vacation I've always wanted to take. Or it, like it did to me, depress uh, depress you a little bit because you realize, oh, I made that much money and I have nothing to show for it. But like I said, tipping at one time at least was customary, but now it's almost required. Now, uh, you know, the whole Reaganomics thing kind of turned it into a requirement because uh you know the government hates sat back and said hey that's money well we're not taxing that's you know we need to tax that but the kind of tipping that actually does piss me off first time i ran into this i was in a restaurant in california this was back when i was in high school the school was on a music tour and 
the we went in, me a buddy of mine and a couple girls we went all uh, we all went down into the restaurant and uh, had some ice cream you know we had a long day in California performing and that sort of thing and we just decided let's go let's go down and get some Sundays it might be fun and so we went down there and we sat down we had our Sundays and then when we got the bill I looked at it and the gratuity had already been added on. I thought, what the hell? Now, part of me thinks I would have just ignored that and just said, oh, gratuity's already been added on. But the server that we had was a dick. I mean, huge. I, I mean, he obviously didn't like that we were there, probably because we were all teenagers. And he probably thought we were going to tear up the place. But he, he was a dick to us. And just mean, and uh, <laughs> he got the order right, and the order came in timely fashion. Okay, he did that part of his job right, but he was not nice, and uh, almost to the point where it felt like he was kicking us out as soon as we got that last spoonful of ice cream in our mouth. And I'm looking at this bill, and the gratuity's already been added, and it was to a point where I didn't think he deserved that much. Because, you know, all he did was service ice cream and harass us. And on me at the time, not knowing any better, I was, I was sitting there, I was looking at it and then it had the price of the ice cream that I, uh, that I had. And it also had uh, gratuity, but it also had a tip line. And at that time, like I said, just because I didn't know any better, I thought, well, he's already added the tip, so I don't need to tip him anymore. So I just paid it and uh, and left, which was probably exactly what he was expecting from a handful of teenagers that we were going to we weren't going to be tipping him because we're kids. We probably, you know, he probably figured they don't know any better. But I actually knew to tip, but since he was such an asshole and I was mad at the restaurant that the gratuity was automatically added onto the bill, I decided to skip it. Now, I hope most of you people out there that are listening to this podcast aren't really mad at me about that right now, you know, because, you know, he's trying to make a living just like any other bartender and server out there. You know what? In fact, I'm going to, I want your input on that sort of thing. Uh, automatic gratuity added onto your bill when you're not in a, uh, like a, Banquet situation. Now, banquet situations that uh, that that's different. But uh, when you're sitting there and you just have one or two beers or a light snack, and you know, do you automatically add on the gratuity? And uh, you know, is that right? So, if you have an opinion on that uh, sort of thing, send me an email. Hey, bartender podcast at gmail .com. I'd like to know what your input on that sort of thing is. Why do restaurants automatically add gratuity on to your bill? And is what do you think? Is that right? Is that wrong? Is are you indifferent? You know, just let me know. But you know, also other things when it comes to tipping. Let me uh, put it out there that how much you tip 
doesn't exactly change the person's opinion on you. I mean, uh, there's, there's been a few situations where I've been in a bar and, uh, you know, the, the guy, uh, some of the guys I'm hanging out with and going, dude, I think that server likes you. And I, I usually kind of brush it off just because, you know, probably poor self-esteem or something like that. And I say, say, guys, she's nice to me because that's what she's paid to do. But that might not always be the case. Maybe she did like me and I'm just too stupid to realize it. But when you're trying, guys in particular, I don't see many women doing this. Um, Guys in particular, the amount of your tip will not change your bartender's or server's opinion on you. Or not even opinion or it won't necessarily make you more attractive. That's a good way to put it. If you go into a bar or restaurant or even a coffee shop or uh, any any type of service that uh, where tipping is accepted, because tipping isn't accepted everywhere. Let's uh, just remember that. If you walk up to the person, uh, your server or bartender, and they say two dollars for that beer or two dollars for that drink, and you say two dollars. Okay, here's a $100 bill. Keep the change. You do not automatically look like Brad Pitt or George Clooney. No, you still might look like a hobbit. And, well, you know, so there are probably some bartenders or servers out there that think hobbits are attractive. But the point being, uh, you know, the amount of your tip will not change who you are. It will... No, it won't really do much. I mean, uh, some bartenders and servers would probably think, what a moron. He gave me $100 for a $2 drink. Uh, that's, you know, that's uh, stupid. But, you know, it's, you know, you still got to work off on your personality. You give a $100 tip and your, uh, your personality's an asshole. You're a $100 tip. You're $100 tipping asshole. Uh, I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. And, uh, you know, it might get your bartenders or servers attention, but it won't automatically make you make them like you or attracted to you. Uh, that's another thing I'd love to hear about, uh, from other bartenders and servers. Have you gotten a, uh, tip that, you know, of, uh, from one of your customers that made them, uh, you know, they caught your attention, uh, in what happened after that, you know, did you start talking to them more? Did you start, uh, uh, being nicer to them? I remember, uh, well, one time I went into, uh, this one bar, actually I was, I was going in there to check the place out just to see if it would be a good place to work. Cause I was unemployed, unemployed at the time. And I walked up to the bar and I said, uh, give me a uh, bottle of beer. And uh, he gave it to me. The price was two fifty. I gave him five bucks and I said, keep it. And he thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I was, well, I was, uh, $5 is all I had. And, you know, um, and so he thought that was the coolest thing ever. And uh, he ended up later by, uh, he buying me a, 
well, I brought a friend with me that night to ch- help me check the place out. And he, he bought us drinks later on. And he said, hey, next round's on me. Well, well, hell, that was nice of you. You didn't have to do that. But, you know, um, uh, well, okay, it was a strip club. So um, most of our money we knew was going to go to the dancers anyway. But that's beyond the point. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't even, uh, you know, tipping... You know, I you know I forgot about you know the whole dancer situation because I've been concentrating on talking about bartenders and servers when it comes to tipping. But you, there are dancers out there that accept tips, and um, you know if you're a dancer out there, and d- does the amount of tip tipping, uh, you know, let's phrase this correctly so we don't you know, make it sound too dirty. Does the amount of uh, tipping that you get while you're dancing on the stage affect whether you uh, whether you're interested in the guy or not or does he still have to you know really work it to get your attention give you know here's my phone number here's my business card here's my car you know does that happen I don't know probably I mean, I've seen a lot of uh, customers that develop a like uh, develop feelings or something like that for their uh, bartender or server and they Usually under the influence of alcohol, they automatically think, I'm in love with this girl. What do I do? And then their friends say, just give her a big tip. That's all it will take. No, 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 no. Give, just giving a big tip. Some girls probably would take offense to that, saying, what? You think all you have to do is just flash around a little bit of money to get my attention? Get lost. And uh, guy bartenders, well... If, uh, you know, no, it never happened to me. So I can't really give you an opinion on that. I mean, I did get large tips from a couple of my customers. Um, one was because of a bet that he lost and he put that on his credit card and the, uh, and so I got taxed for that. Thanks a lot, Nelson. But, uh, uh, some other customers, it was mostly came from the video poker machines that we had in the bar because a lot of people thought it was good luck to tip the bartender after you've won a big jackpot. So, or even before they started playing, you know, give, you can break this hundred for me. Here's five bucks. And, you know, they thought that would boost their karma. And, uh, you know, my, Largest tipping night pretty much came from the poker players because for some reason those machines were paying out that night. But customers, I want you to sit back and relax a little bit and uh, don't think that, oh God, every time I go out I got a tip. Well, you cheapskates. No, not everywhere. I mean, there are some countries out there where tipping is actually an insult. So, bartenders and servers, when if... Uh, I had a customer, one of my favorite customers that I ever had, because he was just a really interesting guy to talk to. He questioned tipping quite a bit. Uh, and he said, why do I have to tip? And, you know, what's the purpose behind this? What, cause I'm giving you money just for giving me a beer. And I've, you know, I only found out recently why he questioned it. The guy... Uh, like I said, hell of a nice guy. I enjoyed every time he came in. 
he was actually a English teacher in Japan. And I heard in Japanese restaurants, it's actually an insult to tip, uh, tip on your bill. And the full reason behind that, I lost interest and stopped researching it after a while, honestly. Um, but it's considered an insult. So, you know, maybe it's a cultural thing. But when you go into a bar, order yourself an imported beer and say, sorry, I don't have enough money to tip you tonight. Okay, that's an insult. Or, you know, I've also heard other bartenders say things like, if you can't afford to tip, what are you doing out here? You know, you know they're out there for the ambience. They're out for to meet their friends. But obviously you don't have enough money to be out and about. Why be, you know, if you don't have enough money to be out and about, why are you out? If you don't have money to buy shoes, what are you doing in a shoe store? If, you know, it's just things a customer needs to think about from time to time. And customers also have to be aware. I mean, bartenders, servers out there never reveal how much you make. Uh, you know, anybody, anywhere, any career. I, I, I mean, there's, of course, Forbes out there. They have to reveal how much Microsoft's earnings or Exxon's earnings or whatever. Um, they make that public knowledge. But you yourself as a bartender or server, do not reveal how much money you make to anybody. Not even your coworkers, Because it's not information that needs to be known other than to you and uh customers there are restaurants that you go out to that purposely short their uh wait wait staff or bartenders an hourly wage they don't even make minimum wage i don't know how this is legal but they they don't make minimum wage because the restaurant factors in how much tips they make. And so that also kind of ruins a way of life. And it, that really sucks for those people. I feel sorry for them right now. And I mean, say, you know, back in the nineties, the minimum wage was four seventy five, And, uh, the restaurant you went into that night, pays your server 275 uh 275 an hour you spent 3 hours at their at their table and you gave them $3 okay they made 575 off of you that hour or for those 3 hours you know that ain't cool eh, because i you know it would almost encourage people to force customers out to get new customers in get those tables turning over and that overall ruins the restaurant experience. I mean, you go to the restaurant, the customer would go to the restaurant for the ambience, to relax, the enjoy the idea that they don't have to make dinner, they don't have to put it on the table, they don't have to wash their dishes. But the servers are doing so much for so little. I mean, you got to show some appreciation. And plus the servers, it doesn't stop there. The servers in a lot of restaurants have uh, are most of the time required 
by other restaurants to tip out the rest of the staff. So when, let's say, to keep the math easy, they got to give, you know, they make $100 in a night. They have to give, say, 5% to the uh uh, to the dishwasher, 10% to the cook, 10% to the bartender, because, you know, they're all working together. You know, they put in their drink order, prints out on the bar, the bartender makes it, and they put in the food order, the, and then the busters, and, you know, you might have made, the server or bartender might have made $10 or $100 that night in tips, but they might only go home with 50 after all the tipping out. It's almost unfair. At the last bar that I worked at before I stopped bartending for good, um, for my cooks, uh, I usually never expected, uh, well, they never expected me to tip them out, but for one of my cooks, I would buy, um, buy her meal at the end of the night when, uh, buy her dinner just because, you know, she, she worked hard and, Admit it, uh, we all called her grandma, and grandma was awesome. And, uh, I, you know, I don't remember tipping Eric that much. But um, my servers, I was always adamant. Like I've said it before in other podcasts. Uh, you stay out from behind my bar, I'll make your drinks. Because I didn't want a huge amount of people behind my bar and causing, you know, you know causing a, just a traffic backup. And I was usually really good at that. You know, just as soon as a piece of paper came out of that printer, uh, I was on to make the drink. Granted, yes, yes, yes. There were a couple times where I got caught up in a conversation with a customer. Then the server walks up and she just smiles at me and then looks at the printer and goes, oh, shit. And I quickly pour the drink. But um, my servers, I never, ever expected them or wanted them to tip me out at that bar at the end of the night because you know I was going to be there for another four or five hours it didn't really matter and you know wanted and I thought you know just keep your money everything's cool and uh you know at the end of the night uh a lot of my servers would give me a hug before they left and that's better than any tip if you ask me uh from or well uh Better than being tipped out by my servers is get a hug from a beautiful woman um, before she leaves. That's just aces in my book. Love it. And yes, if you're listening to the show, Jennifer, Hattie, Shannon, Donning, uh, all you girls that were gracious enough to give me a big hug before you left for the night. Thank you so much. That uh, I never expected it. I never asked for it, but I got it and I loved it. Thank you. If I forgot any servers that did that, um, did that for me, I'm really sorry, but it was also appreciated from you. Okay. Let's stop here for a quick commercial break. Hey, if you want to get any, uh, cool, Hey bartender podcast t-shirts or get some bartender shirts that show some bartender pride or just some regular drinking shirts, head on over to Hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and get your hands on some cool t-shirts that advertise my show or just some funny sayings while you're out drinking one night. There's even a t-shirt with the ABCs printed upside down and backwards for those pesky field sobriety tests. 
head on over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and get yours today. Next up, we got the musical guest for this podcast. This music guest comes from Seattle, Washington, from their album, Go Tiger Go. Here is the Pornados with Thunderhead.
From the album Go Tiger Go, that was the Pornados from Seattle, Washington with their song Thunderhead. The Pornados are referred to as the world's only surf, uh, swing-a-surf-a-jazz-a-billy band. That's tough to say. Wow. Uh, if you want to find out more about the Pornados, uh, get on Bandcamp.com. You can find their stuff there. They've got plenty of music to check out, and they're all just as badass as that was. If you want to visit their website, it's thepornados.com. And, you know, hey, check them out. Uh, listen to their stuff. If you're really into rockabilly like I am, you'll love it. So anyway, to sum up on the whole tipping thing, you know, it's polite. It's gratuity. It's, you know, something to show your appreciation to your server for the hard work they're doing for you. And, uh... You know, and they do work hard. There's a lot of running around, and your feet do kill you by the end of the day. And the bartenders might have it a little bit easier because usually they got uh, mats behind the bar that prevent them from slipping and stuff like that. But, you know, take care of your bartenders and servers. You know, they call tipping your bartender's server karma. Can I guarantee it'll make you more well-endowed? No. Can I guarantee it'll make you more attractive? No. Can I guarantee it'll get you into heaven? Absolutely not. But, you know, it's a good way to show your appreciation for the hard work that somebody else is doing for you. That's all I got to say. Anyway, it is last call. Last call for alcohol as usual. If you don't come up to the bar and get your drink, you ain't getting shit. I'm not taking any customers screaming from behind the pool table across the bar hey yo one more over here no you come up and get it i'm not bringing it out to you i'm behind i'm at this bar by myself i'm not doing it so anyway uh thanks for listening to hey bartender podcast as always check out the pornados on bandcamp.com or check out their website uh, pornados.com and remember to head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and pick up some really cool Hey Bartender podcast merchandise and other stuff. Appreciate you all for listening. And as usual, I just got to quote my hero, Billy Joel. Lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anybody. Good night. Felt so good, I had to blow again. I said, hey, bartender.